Hello, everybody. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I hate that. Julia loves it when I turn on my like radio voice. I hate and that. Just, I feel like I'm like Bob Barker hosting The Price Who is the Right. the hell is Bob Barker? Oh, my gosh. We're just but, talking to people, you know? I, I know, don't... but I like to, you know, this is me like turning on my my different persona where mm. I can use my, my radio voice. Got it. Well, welcome back to another episode of Love That For You. Um, we're happy you're all here. This is the, the beginning of March. We've got our monthly advice column, which is, um, we think every time we say this, or every time we do this episode, we say it's like our favorite episode. It's For us, it's really cool to be able to interact with you guys in this way. You guys send us these little little tidbits we always want more information we never get more information but you guys send us this little tidbits and we somehow just pull a little bit of advice out and we really like doing this episode so we hope you guys enjoy it we hope that you continue to send us the things that you guys could use a little advice on yeah i feel like we love doing these episodes we're actually batching this one so this is before because i'm traveling so um we're just getting this one out of the way. <clears throat> and yeah, we don't really have like anything else to update you guys on, honestly. Like life is pretty the same. Pretty the same. I will say the only thing, and Julia and I have been talking about this recently, and I'm thinking back a year ago and now I guess actually two years ago when we started you and I doing this podcast together. We talked a lot about over like the winter months, like seasonal depression. And I don't know what it is about this year in particular, but we haven't been feeling it as much as um, we have in like recent pasts. And I think at least for me, one of the reasons is the weather recently, like we've had a couple like gorgeous days, like this past week we were on the beach walking without shoes on in like in New Jersey, like we're not like in anywhere exotic, we're not in anywhere you know, always warm and sunny this time of the year. And I think like that, like, I don't know, some of those sprinkled in warm, sunny days have really helped. I also think, I mean, I know one of the things for you is around having plans. And I think we've definitely been being more active this winter. I mean, I for sure, I was, I said to myself, I was like, I'm not spending the winter fully here. Yeah. Like I'm just not doing it. And I had, um, two, we had two, I had two January trips planned, you had one. And mm -hmm. then in February, I had a few things planned. And yeah, and in March, I have we have something like, I just was like, it is I don't want to be I don't want to have nothing to look forward to. Mm -hmm. In terms of that. So I would just be sitting in the cold miserable. So I went about myself and planned some stuff because I was like, that's just gonna make me feel better. Yeah. And it did. And I feel like part of me is like, did I just like, did it go by already so quickly, but I was doing a lot and I was enjoying what I was doing. So, yeah. Well, I think we have enough going on where our minds aren't like focused on the weather or focused on like the impact of the weather. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you know, it was this past winter when I left my job, when we started together, when we've had some other stuff going on. So, like, a lot of our energy has been focused on that rather than you know, the weather's impact on how yeah. we're doing. Um, and I, you know, coming out of 
like the holidays, the end of last year, like, yeah, you've had some trips planned. I had one trip planned. We've been doing stuff. We've been moving around that with the combination of like the better weather. I think it's just really helped us. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Because in years past, it's been bad. Well, last year. Last year was terrible. Specifically, it was like the worst I've ever had it. Yeah. Well, and I think last year, last year was the worst you ever had it. It was, but it was also kind of our like, I think a little bit of like the process of us like growing. We were like, okay, taking these like introspective like looks at ourselves and we're like, oh, wow, I am experiencing seasonal depression. So now it was like, okay, last year was bad. We came to try and understand it. And now this year it's been like way better. And I think we're like taking the steps to try and get better at, you know, reducing it or minimizing it or avoiding it altogether. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, because, you know, we talk about wanting to be like bi-coastal so we don't have to have the winners that they are. And part of me likes it. Like when I was in New York, I was enjoying the, I mean, it was freezing when I was there, but like yeah. it's nice sometimes in the holidays and stuff. But after the holidays, you're just like, all right, I'm done with this. So yeah, um, planning trips and not everybody could do that, but I'm able to do it. So I'm going to not be here half the winter. Yeah. Yeah, so. Even when I leave you and you don't come with me. Well, we do some things together. Yeah. Well, actually, like actually, we do 90% of things well, together. in terms of travel, I'd say it's like 50%. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of your travel, too, is like work-related, yeah. going with people who do what you do, going to see people, going yeah. somewhere with people that, you know, yeah. the work that you do. So it is. And it's my time to get away from you. Yeah, and now that we live together, work together, everything together, yeah, like, yeah, sometimes you need a little space, babe, mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> we all need a little space. Yeah. Oh man, when this episode goes live, we won't be. We'll be. I'll be in California, and you'll be here. Yeah. So, are you excited about that? No, I'm not. Oh, that was. It's well. It's like a back and forth, right? Yeah, me like, too. Yeah, it's like. When we woke up this morning in bed, I was, or in like last night, I was like, ugh, I know how I am when I travel. I, I get like anxious, but I'm, if for some reason, like my anxiety when I travel and I'm with other friends is like masked. So like mm-hmm. it's there, but I'm like able to like just kind of forget about it. And it's kind of like I'm suppressing it for the entire time I'm there. So mm-hmm. like I kind of know that that feeling happens when I travel without you. And I already like last night, I was like, ugh, I know I'm not going to sleep very well the next few yeah. days. Like I know like this, this, but like it's obviously worth it. But, I do get like, oh, I don't really want to leave you yeah, because of all those reasons. But yeah, I think that's like a little bit of how I think about it, too. There are. Yeah. Like, do I want to be apart from my wife for 10 days? Like, no, I don't. But, you know, I'm going to miss like going to bed, waking up together, having coffee in the morning, like some of our random things throughout the course of the day, playing exploding kittens, like just hanging out, talking like <laughs> those are my favorite things. Like, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss those. Yeah. But the flip side is like, okay, I'll get to focus on mm-hmm. just me. I'll get to do what yeah. I want. Which with all that Willow. stuff is important. We need, yeah, both. and all that stuff is really important. Like, as much as a relationship is about like building each other and supporting each other, like you do need some alone time to be able to separate. And yeah, it's funny. I this is a complete tangent. After we were in California for the wedding in January. Uh, which we talked about was like one of my best friends on the plane ride back. I wrote him like a letter that I just, it was like, 
you know, we were, Julie and I were newlyweds. They were newlyweds. I was like, hey, here's like 10 tips of advice for like a newly married couple. And one of the tips was now that you're married, it doesn't need, it doesn't mean you need to be together all the time. And they're a couple that also both works from home, um, like does a lot. And I was like, now that you're married, it doesn't need to be like, do this together, do that together, go here. And like, that's the life that, you know, we've all been living for however long with COVID and like being able to find the time to carve out your own time, whether that means going to the gym, going for walks, going away for a weekend, going away for, you know, 10 days if you're Julia, um, <laughs> wh- whatever it is, like building yourself up, having your own time is just as important as yeah. having that time together. Yeah, totally. You know what's funny? It's kind of no, a little off no, topic, no. but I was just remembering that every single time I always plan these travels and I always have like appointments that I have to push back. Mm. Like we've had a dentist appointment planned for like I feel like months and every time the travel comes up, I call them and I'm like, can I push this back a little further? And they're like, okay. And it just we never get to do like things like that. Like yeah. I feel like I'm always like, okay, we need to book, like, I want to book a doctor's appointment for us, just like checkups, yeah. dentist appointments, gyno appointments, like whatever it is. I need to do these things and I never get to do them because I'm like, oh, well, like I'm no. traveling. So I obviously am not going to come back just for that. My my teeth are rotting and decaying because <laughs> every time we're supposed to go to the dentist, you How often to do you actually go to the dentist? Like normal people. Oh, I would like to go. I feel like every six months is a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Once a year to me sounds like a good idea. Well, every six months sounds great. But like yeah. there's just – it's just not going to happen. That's why it's, I hate the dentist. It's hard. And – I hate to admit it. I mean, when I lived in North Carolina and then D.C., I went never like six years. Yeah, that not is. going no. to the dentist. The, yeah, and the next time you went was when I booked you an appointment with yeah, my dentist. This so is you... why I need a mother, a wife, a wife, a mother. Well, because when I was young, like have you know, mother. it was like your mom would book, and like exactly, I had my yeah. two brothers. My, they don't or, teach you how a to bunch do that of brothers, yourself. But my two young brothers with me, like we would all go to the dentist together. So yeah. it was like my mom would make the appointment. She's like handle that. I know. And I was like, all right, live on your own. No one ever I never says, went to the re- reminder, when you live on your own, you have to book doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and pay your bills and taxes. Yeah. No I one talks still about think, that. like, when I go to the doctor, like, I need to have my mom book it or something. Yeah. Or, or like, who's paying for this? Yeah. Call my mom. Mom. Anyway. All right. Tangent. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I will start. Yes, you will. We got some DMs, we got some write ins. <clears throat> my boyfriend plays professional hockey, so I haven't been able to see him in seven months. He gets back in a month, and I'm worried that things will be awkward or that his feelings for me will have changed. I know that it may be an adjustment, but I really want to know how to make things go back to how they were before he left. Any suggestions on connecting after distance? A lot of thoughts Wait, about connecting yeah. after distance. I actually have a lot of thoughts on like what, what we used to have deal with yeah, this kind of. It was always, you know, Julie and I did long distance for over five years. And we would always say when we first saw each other after like a period apart, and sometimes that was like a couple weeks, I think the longest was like a month or two, when we would first see each other, it was always like awkward. Like I it, hated and it. not like awkward, like, uh, I don't know what to say, but it was like, uh, like, do I know you? Do I trust you? It was like, like you had to like realign where you guys were and what you've done. And I think we definitely got better about it. And I think really what made us get better about it was us talking about it. 
Yeah, but the one thing that made it like that was there was so much buildup because we would text and we would call and be like, I can't wait for this. I'm so excited, which was true. Like, there were true feelings. Yeah. And then when we got to each other, we were like, okay, the buildup is not really there because, like, I guess the buildup is just way more than – not that we weren't as excited. Like, we were, but I feel like we talk about how excited we are and, like, you send, like – all this stuff and you're just like oh my god i can't wait five hours four hours like you're just very like yeah excited and then when you get to each other you're like okay this is great but like let's actually what are we gonna do now like you know yeah yeah i think like managing that build up um i, I mean going seven months without seeing your significant other is a is long what time they said? i think that was what she said seven months um, oh yeah that's and a long time you are like building up to that you're just it's gonna be all you can think about mm-hmm. and all you're you know excited for and i i think managing that like leading up to seeing him like don't expect all of that build up and everything to be all right there in that one minute and um like i think saying to him beforehand like hey i have this like i'm so excited can't wait to see you I'm having some nerves about how quickly we're going to be able to get back into our groove with each other. And I think a lot of that, and then the thing that's coming to mind for me is like physical touch, meaning like being able to give him or her a kiss, being able to like hold their hand. Like, I think that's how you can quickly like get into like your normal. Just back connecting. Back connecting. But the thing is, I mean, she's saying that she's worried his feelings for me will have changed, which I feel like is something you should just be like constantly talking well, about. Well, hopefully they're talking about yeah. that. Like just because you're not seeing somebody for seven months doesn't mean you if should stop talking about If you're committed to each other, feelings. then yeah, you should know like what their feelings are and what your feelings are and you should still be talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, you can like kind of with this situation preempt yourself, like get yeah. some questions, like let him know how you're feeling, ask how he's feeling so that you kind of already know the answers before he gets back. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, an idea, like, I'm sure you guys are texting saying, I'm so excited to see you. Like, wiggle that question in there. I'm so excited to see you. I've loved watching your games on TV and following along. Um, You know, I'm so excited to see you, dot, dot, dot. Um, What's the emoji where you're like, kind of like shy, crying emoji face? Do you think you're going to have the same feelings when we see each other in person? Like, Ask that question. That's not bad. Like, yeah, you know, like put that out there. And don't expect it to be like a Disney movie when you see each other. For some reason, I don't know. Like sometimes we would see each other and it was like in the airport and we would like run up to each other and it was like great. But then like we'd get in the car and we'd be like, so. Because yeah. you talk about everything. Like you talk about it all over text and all over this. Yeah. And you don't have, you're not like, it's not like you haven't been talking and you're like, oh, so how was your day yesterday? Like yeah. you already know that. How's because, your life been? Yeah. Like you already know. So I just feel like. Don't expect it to be this – I mean, seven months is a long time, but you've obviously still been talking. So don't expect it to be like this like crazy Disney movie or not yep. Disney. But. And then the only other thing I'll say is like the buildup, like Julia's saying, and in that like moment, don't expect it to be like a Disney movie. But then don't – like the thing that I'll add on there is like don't get so down on yourself if it is, right? So let's say you guys haven't seen each other. You see each other that first night. Like, you know, you're physical, it's like great, things feel good. And then the next morning, it's kind of like uh, maybe that little bit of like awkward starts to come out. And yeah. then a little bit later in the day, it still feels that way. And then the next day, you're like still feeling it. Don't like 
oh my gosh, the world is ending. He's breaking up with me. We're not who we were. Like, give it time and like acknowledge like yeah, I think you can that say that some of that is existing. Like, don't yeah, you don't need to like because he's probably feeling it too, and like you know maybe not uh, communicating it like you are, but he's probably feeling it too, and like airing it out and talking about it will always be you know, the best solution. And if it is a little bit, doesn't feel like you want it to feel, like don't go run from it, yeah. right? Embrace it. Yeah, I agree. Hi, I wanted to submit a topic from Monthly Advice Column. What do you do when you and your significant other both make a ton of money and live a life most people could only dream of, but both of you hate your jobs and are miserable daily from nine to five? Truly, really impacting our happiness, mental health, and well-being to the core. Hesitant to change jobs because of the financial freedom. Thanks, love you guys. I kind of love this. In yeah, a way. this is like, a really good question. <laughs> really good. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people would give up a lot of stuff for, for financial freedom. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, yeah, is what is the financial freedom for? And mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I feel like you should ask yourself here mm-hmm. is like financial freedom is one thing. But if it's you're you're miserable, literally you're miserable and you both hate your jobs. It's impacting your happiness, your mental health. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of thoughts um, reading this and hearing it as you read it. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is if there's anything that you hate, like you say, you're nine to five, like what can you do to change that? And like that is your first project with this, like how it was worded, how you put it, like, you know what you don't like. So can you change, like, can you keep that job, but can you make it better? And not only can you change, like, I'm not saying, I don't know, whatever, but can you change how it impacts your mental self, right? And this takes me to like the books I'm reading right now of right now, the or the one book that I just finished that I love is like The Obstacle is the Way, the one I'm reading right now, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it's all about like um, trying to manage uh, how certain things impact your well-being, your mental well-being. And if your job has that much control over you, like you need to figure out how to like shift that paradigm where it's not impacting you that way. And if you're unable to do that, then I would say like leave the job. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing I was on LinkedIn this morning and uh, one of my old coworker friends posted something about like, there's so much commentary and content out on the internet now about like, finding your passion, living your mission through your career, like building what you, your dreams. And like that all gets so romanticized when for a lot of people, like the nine to five work and life is perfect. Exactly. And like you saying, um, or the person who wrote in saying like, we have this life that so many people would want. Nobody wants bad mental health yeah nobody wants that pain nobody you're wants that saying struggle. that people would want the life that you maybe are portraying or that you think you would have had with this money yeah but obviously you don't have that exactly and i think <laughs> this is another thing like 
with having money, with having the ability to take trips, with having like the, I'm doing air quotes, the life that so many people would want, people think they want stuff like that because it's going to help their mental position. Yeah. And you have those things and it's not helping your mental position. Mm -hmm. So like those are not your answer. Find what your answer is and like live that. Don't let like, and you know, we get asked these types of questions a lot. And like we were in a position where I left my job to start our business because we had like set up the financial financial like foundation for ourselves. And like, so I'm not telling you to leave your job. Don't just quit your job. Like find ways to financially, uh, so you can leave your job if that's the outcome mm-hmm. you want or, or if that's the outcome you need. What you're or doing or Yeah. But there's for me how much I value like mental health and like the happiness that I think associates with that. Like no job, no amount of money, no trips, no nothing is like what I'd be willing to sacrifice for mental health. Right. I think it's just that like people think that the like lavish trips and the cars and the being able to like some of it, yeah, maybe like being able to do what you want when you want. And like, yeah, there are I'm not here saying like money buys happiness, but I do believe that it helps with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, putting out there that like you have this lifestyle that everybody would dream of, and I think that's very true. A lot of people are dreaming of that. Yeah. But people don't know why. People yeah. don't know why they want the money. And like even myself sometimes, I'm like, what am I – like what do I really want with this? But mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you're bringing it up because you're kind of realizing now like it's not really about that. Like my mental health is suffering because I'm making all of this money because sometimes that's not the answer. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, another thing is – and this is like human nature to, human nature to think that the grass is always greener and – so the life you're living right now, you've got this job, it's a nine to five, it's obviously paying you a lot of money, you're, you know, you've got some great perks with that. Um, but you here you are today still thinking about something else and thinking about what is going to make you happier, what's going to give you that mental health that, you know, the happiness that you're seeking. That other thing that you're seeking isn't going to give you that that happiness, that mental clarity, that mental health that you want alone, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have to learn how to build that yourself. Yeah. Everybody always assumes, um, and this is just how a lot of people live. Like if I accomplish this, then I'll be happier. Well, what happens is a lot of people get to that, they're this, and then they're just as miserable, Mm -hmm. right? It's, Everybody thinks if I could just do this, if I could just go there, if I could just make this money, that like they'd be happier, that the grass is greener over there where somebody else is or where you want to be. And the answer is There's it's always not gonna usually. Be There's always some problem. another pile of shit waiting for you over there. And Actually, this book that you're reading now, the one that I was reading, talks about that so much. It yeah. talks about like some guy who was like his family was like, you know, the empire of whatever and they raised him with all this money and like he was literally so miserable. And like just yeah. like you have to, you know, kind of read it to get into it, but there's yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like the guy on the street who has no money but has family and this and this is probably way happier than the person who is alone but has millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, there are studies about this like around the world. I think the happiest country in the world is the Netherlands. 
and like just i don't know go research like their uh like their lifestyle like it's very different well, they also have unique. like the work lifestyle of like apparently it's like you get like weeks off at a time. Yeah, work life balance. Vacation. The amount of time they spend. Like you're not allowed to work after certain hours or something. Yeah. 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 Which I don't know how they do that. But yeah, that's definitely a tangent. But well, not really. Yeah, a little bit. Whatever. We're talking about hopefully which that was country. Helpful. Yeah. Hopefully that's helpful. Non-chuggy double o seven engagement party ideas. <laughs> non what? Have you never heard of chuggy? No. It's like, um. <laughs> like Uggs are chuggy now or like or whatever like and I'm not saying they are but I'm saying like I'm wearing a pair of Uggs it's right like now. saying that something's out of style like something's like that's not cool anymore oh so <laughs> I don't know what 007 engagement party is like like, like James Bond yeah, 007 like, does the person Let's you're go. engaged to like love James Bond what, what if- just came to mind, and we need to move on from this quickly because <laughs> neither of us really know what this question is asking. But I just had like a picture of like a Great Gatsby party. I was just, I was literally thinking that, the same thing, and then just put like 007 all over yeah. it, and like make people drink out of cool dress martinis, up, dress up, fancy, a lot of I'm gold ties, tuxes. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. And then just walk around. Everybody's got to walk around with like, I don't know. Why was like, I thinking? Give the same somebody exact like uh, uh. Have you ever heard like the murder mystery parties where like you like have to clue? like, yeah, kind of. It's like a murder mystery party where like somebody. Oh, yes. Somebody's somebody like beforehand gives out like directions uh, and like you. Wait, so when you called? walk in, they'll. it's called a murder mystery party. No. Okay. I'm glad you're leaving for 10 days. <laughs> but where That's like somebody funny. orchestrates this and then like when you walk in, you're giving like a clue or like some sort of description and then people like spend the rest of the party, like partying, having fun, but also trying that's to fun. solve the mystery. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. You could do something like that. Yeah. We had the same thought. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh-oh. Men slash boyfriend watching porn, Reddit porn, SOS, I don't know how to feel. Uh... Let's hear this one from you. Um, my first thought is like, if your boyfriend is watching porn, I feel like that's super normal. I don't mm. honestly know if you do that. I don't feel like you do. That's because I have no alone time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. On um, there is this. What were we just watching? I'm not sure. There, there is this thing. What well, maybe it was the Gwyneth Paltrow thing? There's this like negative. Uh, what's the word? Negative stigma stigma yes around porn yeah Yeah. um and i and i think that we're trying to change that a lot now i don't think it has to be such a negative thing i think it's kind of like unless you're using it to and thinking that this is what normal life is like all the time and like this is what should it should be this is what sex should be like like why is it not like this i think that's a bad way to look at it yeah but i think that I don't think it should be such a bad thing is what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to get my words out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know my exact position on this. I'm like kind of thinking through it a little bit. Well, because I know that there are like two very different narratives around porn. One that is like, um, like let's promote sex workers. Like it's a um, regulated industry. Like we don't need to stigmatize it the way – like it has been in the past, like it it can be something that is uplifting and uh, 
like positive. The other thing, the other narrative is that the porn industry as a whole is um, like it's built on like false pretenses of like love, sex, yeah. relationships. It uh, puts a lot of people who are in. Um, I don't know what the word is I'm trying to think of it like, OK, so like some of the most popular porn is like teens. I was just going to say they have access to it so young. Like, No, no, no. I'm saying like young girls. So like people who are taken advantage of and like the porn sex industry in that way is like really, really bad. I mean like sex trafficking? Yes. So people who watch porn are um, like highlighting it. And obviously people who like when you watch it, the more you watch it, like the more money that goes into the industry, Mm -hmm. the more – those problems get brought out. So it's like there are these two like let's promote a positive sex worker. Let's support that. And then it's like on the other hand, it's let's hate it. Let's stop it. Let's figure out like all these problems with it. Yeah. I think probably what this person is asking, though, is like, I mean, to me, I the first thing that came to mind is like there's a lot of jealousy involved in it. Right. Like a guy who's watching porn, watching women What's do whatever it? to other guys, like, yeah, you oh, think, like, you see oh, that there, that is that you like her more than me, right. you like that, you like the way she does it, you like envisioning her on you, like, you know, there's a lot there. And I think in that way, it can be really detrimental to a relationship, and it can be really, um, like, invasive, like something that you know, when sex is just between you and your partner and now you're bringing in these other people through a virtual digital world, yeah. like that feels dirty. Um, I think at the end of the day, you can talk about that with your partner and like part of it, you know, I don't know what their response would be, right? I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't watched porn. I've watched porn. I don't watch it right now. Like, or, like, yeah. regularly, whatever. Yeah. It's not like, you know. But there is, like, to me, like, a time and place and, like, an openness about it. And, like, if you can find the right way to have that conversation in your relationship, I'm sure it will help you feel much better about it. It'll probably make your spouse understand your position. And it'll make them feel, hopefully, better about it when they do watch porn like in a well, I also because I feel like you can go into the conversation being like, listen, I don't want to be like, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. Why are you doing this? Like, I feel like you can go into it with more of like a positive like I understand like this is something you want to do. Like I'm OK. I just kind of like have the conversation in like a more positive way than being yeah. like. And there are also other ways to like creatively incorporate it into your relationship like the two of you. Yeah. He doesn't need to, you know, like stay up late and you know stay downstairs and watch porn because you're up sleeping and he's horny wants to whatever and you're like don't want to be like you can do it together like watch it together experience it together put it on the tv while you guys are in bed and see what happens like there's a lot that you can like try and do with it rather than just keeping it as like oh he does this and i don't know what to do like have conversations, experiment, experience together. I always think about the, like, friends. I don't know if you're a friends watcher, but, like, Monica always yells at Chandler. Or not yells at him, but she's always just, like, 
I know you're watching porn and it's kind of like a funny joke between them and like him and Joey like are obviously always doing that and it's just like but they're good people and they're good like it it just doesn't have to be I think like she doesn't really care that he does it yeah so it's just it's interesting like where you get your yeah I think it's like a person by person reaction and yeah you know you can feel how you want to feel about it I hope that answered what's reddit porn just that different no, I think it's just an avenue oh. to get to it. Okay. Tips on starting your entrepreneurship journey. Mm. Literally no tips for you. Like, I've got a ton of tips. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, all I, I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind with that is like, just start. I don't even yeah. know. Like, don't like literally take out your pen right now and write something down. Write a list. Like that is starting. Like. Write what you want, write, you know, brain dump things, things you cross out. Like, I just feel like it has to just kind of start. A lot of people are just so afraid of starting because they don't know where to start and then they never start. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was having this conversation the other day. One of these other entrepreneurs, it was a guy who reached out to me, said he wanted to just talk and experience. And I was kind of talking to him about how Julia and I started our entrepreneur journey. And I mean, there are a lot of different ways to start your entrepreneur journey. And there are really two uh, to like in its simplest form, the way I think about it, there are two ways to start your journey. One is to like research and analyze and get market research and have feedback and like, like do so much upfront work and then figure out how to like, you know, build your product and get it out to the market. So it's like, uh, make it perfect, build it, then put it out. Or the other approach is get a product out to the market, uh, get like, then get your feedback and then Mm -hmm. like iterate on your product. We kind of talked about that with Sabina. Yeah. And our approach was, look, we have this idea. We've done a little bit of research. We've like, you know learned as much as we possibly could but then we were like okay now let's just freaking rush let's get this out to the market as fast as we can knowing that it's not going to be perfect knowing that people are going to give us feedback and then we're going to learn to incorporate that feedback to make our product better and that's the route we took and that's kind of the like somebody asking me for advice like that's what i would say is find a way to get it out to the market as fast as you can and just go. The other part of me is like, make sure you're set up financially to understand what it's going to take to get your business off the ground. Like, do you need to have X amount of savings so you can live off that if you need to leave your full-time job? What are going to be the costs for you to get your product off the ground? Are you going to have to build a website? Are you going to have to buy product? Are you going to have to you know, spend on marketing? Like, Know that from like a financial perspective. Because the financial perspective of it is what's going to be the most uh, like stressful for you and or for anybody. And if you have that f- figured out, then just go like figure out how you can like press the green button and just go and like mm-hmm. go fast, start working on it, reach out to people, you know, find these conversations, like just start doing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you answered it perfectly. Thank you. Yeah. How can I tell if they're being a dick or I'm just being too sensitive? It's probably a combination of both. (laughs) 
probably need more context with this one. Um, you've really got to, like, look outside the box. I feel like you really have to, like, put the situation into, like, put yourself into their shoes and your shoes and exactly how you would feel. And I feel like you have to, like, weigh it kind of and be like, is this – is what you're saying actually mean? Also talking to other people mm-hmm. and getting other people's opinions, which is sometimes, like, not what you want. But I feel like if you're really unsure of, like, you know – yeah, it is probably a combination of both. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Now, what you do with that, I have no idea. Good luck. But well, I feel like I need a little more context of like yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm thinking this is probably uh, people who are in a relationship, unsure if he's being a dick or if he's just how he is. It's probably a little bit of probably both. Probably a little bit of both. It's probably yeah. how he thinks he's flirting or showing whatever, mm-hmm. teasing, but it actually comes off oftentimes as being a dick my guess is you're receiving it as like you know maybe on the outside kind of like oh it's cutesy it's funny it's blah 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 but on the inside you're like wow that was actually pretty mean what he did or what he said and so my guess is it's a little bit of combination of both yeah okay i don't know if we can answer this one okay maybe we have tips on who else could answer or like options okay um lose and maintain it Lose and maintain. How come I can't say that? (laughs) Lose and maintain a healthy weight when you're a binge slash emo eater. Hmm. Um. Okay. The only reason I was going to maybe try and answer this, not from my perspective, because I didn't, I've never dealt with this, um, is because I know there's a lot of people on TikTok that talk about this and yeah. like give their tips and give like what their experiences. I think there's just so many resources out there for other people that are in your exact same situation. Yeah. I mean, for me, like the baseline, my baseline understanding of losing weight is you need to burn more calories than you're eating, right? Like that is the, yes, the simplest way. way to like lose weight like that's all it is like your weight your daily change in weight is determined by did you burn more calories than you ate that day what is a binge eater so somebody who like is it like not you will can't sit control? down with a, with not yeah you kind of like lose control i think that's a little bit of it but it's like okay i'm gonna sit down and eat this bag of popcorn and then you end up eating the entire bag of popcorn and the chocolate covered pretzel jar too. Like yeah. it's not just like being An able to like portion eater? out emotional eater. So like, yeah, the same person who's like, eater, and I have yeah. friends that I, actually one of my buddies who I'm really close with uh, the other day, he was like, had a terrible night at work. Um, I'm going to go home and eat myself to sleep. Yeah. And like, he, because he's an emotional eater that like and yeah i think yeah that's challenging there's so many different things that go into that and eating habits but at the end of the day if you're trying to be that way and uh know you're going to be that way then maybe you need to try and cut out some of your other food because if you're trying to lose weight like it's all about less calories eating less calories than you're burning in the course of a day yeah yeah I, I would say, like, there's got to be other resources out there. And I just mentioned TikTok because I've seen it. Yeah. Um, TikTok, books. Uh, yeah. I just don't feel like where are the people to yeah. really, like, give you advice on that. Yeah. Um, 
not advice, but do you, what amount of monthly, f- quote, fun money do you think was enough, is enough to enjoy in New York City? I guess it doesn't really have to be New York City specifically because, like, this could be anything. I feel like in a simple way, if you can pay all your bills and, you know, put a little money aside for savings, there doesn't have to be, like, a specific amount of money that you would have to spend as long as you can, like, do the things that are necessary and that you need to do. Yeah. My guess is they're asking specifically New York because they... Well, they want to live in New York, and they're thinking about it, and they yeah. know what they make, and they're they probably know that number. Can we get can we get think, specific with it? Well, it's, the answer is no. Like we can't get specific because I don't know what this person does for fun. No, but let's just like, put it. Let's just month. make up a person. Okay, so for us, it would be all about like what we do for fun is going out to eat. Go out right? to eat. Like, go out to eat and drinks. So in New York, that's the, very expensive. Yeah, over the course of a month, would we do that? You know, once or twice a week, probably. So, what is that time? I don't know. Five? Let's just say that's like two hundred dollars every time you, yeah, go. Honestly, so. just to be safe, because that's, you know, it it wouldn't be that. That's an expensive no, dinner, that, but that's a lot. That's definitely a lot. So yeah, I mean, you're probably talking. I, don't know, I would say hundred to twelve hundred dollars. I was gonna say an extra thousand dollars a month of just fun, fun, and that's like for us, that's. Food and drink, right? Now, other people that might be shopping and shopping, going to shows, yeah. going to, but like a consistent average that would be food and drink. And us. that's a month. So that would be, yeah, over the course of $50,000 a year in just 50000 Where did you get that math? <laughs> $1,000 a month. Okay. So oh, multiply 12. <laughs> that by times 12. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. An extra 12 ish thousand dollars a year yeah. in just fun. And, you know, I don't know. Rent is expensive. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's not calculating. Like you know, fun is I think a variable cost for us. Where it's like, yeah, you know, do we have the money? Can we go do it? Fun yes, could let's be go. Also, like travel. That's not counting your yeah, yeah, your fixed costs of groceries, rent. Give it a utilities. baseline of twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Can you can you get an extra twelve thousand dollars a year, and still be great, still be worry free, and that would be your fun money. This one's funny. Uh oh. How to help enhance your man's style. He dresses like a 30 year old dentist because he is one. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Well, good for him. Being a dentist is not easy. No. And why would you dress like that? Can he come clean my teeth, please? Julia keeps traveling, so I don't get to. (laughs) You know what? You can book your own appointment. No. Um,. Where are the places? The thing is, is you he obviously works a lot. He's a dentist. He doesn't have to have an outfit or a style because he wears the same thing to work, which is nice. Yeah. But when you want to go on a date night or you want to go out or it's a weekend and he's not working or whatever, yeah. maybe you should just pick out clothes for him and yeah. be like, I think you would, this style would be great on you. Or a lot of times what people do is they like will be on a website. I've heard other girls talk about this and they like go through and pick out stuff and they'll be like, okay, I picked out like. 30 items, which of these do you like? And kind of yeah. let them have control over what they'd be wearing. But you start like starting that out and like setting the grounds for like, this is something I think you'd look good in, but giving them options and then you yeah. can buy it. Yeah. I have an actual recommendation for you to do. Oh. And you're going to laugh at this. Um, 
But this is something that is like really motivating to me. And I feel like I pull so much inspiration out of go watch Queer Eye with him. And because. Hear me out before you start. Take a deep breath, Julia. (laughs) Um, So those everybody that they bring in, like not the five like guys, obviously, they're all very stylish, very successful, very good looking guys. But everybody else that they bring in is that 30-year-old dentist, right? It's somebody who has, like, had success, maybe had some struggle, but is, like, a good person. And what they're lacking is, like, the self-confidence to dress and look how they want to dress and look. So those five guys make them feel that they can be that person with how they dress and look. And... Every episode, I'm like, this person feels better in the, like, you know, the final reveal. Like, they feel better. They look better. They feel more themselves. Everything. So, like, to me, that's motivating to me to, like, oh, maybe I can try and be a little more stylish. Or maybe I can try and be a little more That's not really what I'm getting from this, though. I'm just getting, like, she wants him to dress cuter. Like, he's already confident. He's got a great job. Like, he's this and this. But he doesn't really care about style. Because he's a 30-year-old dentist, right? Which I'm like doing air quotes saying that because like the stereotypical – Exactly. Yeah. But does he want to? I don't know. Like you don't That's, know. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. So know. the way I'm reading it and thinking about it is like kind of wants to but is okay wearing his scrubs, is okay wearing what he wants. So like the show Queer Eye, I think like what they do for me, you know, your average male who maybe people would say has like an up-gamed – style like it helps me bring out a little further even so like Mm -hmm. for him maybe it'll take him from wearing his scrubs to putting on a little tighter jeans and a cool white shoe right like not new balances um (laughs) so that's my advice okay let's do one more all right we have time for one more okay and i really have to go to the bathroom all Um, right let's go how to know what career to do so many things i want to try but i feel like you can only pick one you 100% do not have to pick one. Uh, easier said than done. Easier said than done. You know. So I'm, I just turned 34. Oh, my God. I just turned 34. Yep. Let me run you real quick through what I did. Okay. To get to me where I am today. I graduated college with a philosophy degree. Wow. Talk about a 21-year-old POS who didn't know what he wanted to do. <laughs> it was a philosophy degree. My first job what was... What would you have done with that? Uh, same thing I'm doing now, baby. Um, I My first job out of college, I went and worked for the Tiger Woods Foundation, which is Tiger Woods' nonprofit uh, charitable arm. Um, I worked in like a operational role working at a, uh, golf tournament that they support and run. So Tiger Woods Foundation. I left there and I went and worked as a bartender, right? Just working a couple nights a week as a bartender. I'm listening. I left there to go work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Pick you up. We'll pick you up. (laughs) Great job. Great company. Wasn't for me. (laughs) I left there to go work as a special needs aide at a public school where I did that during the school day. Okay, I didn't day. know that. 
I worked as a football coach and as a bartender, right? Those three things together. That was what I needed to pay my bills because the special needs aid, while it was fulfilling, I was making no money. Coaching football, fulfilling. I loved it, making no money. That was at high school. Bartending helped pay the bills. I was doing those three things. So I left there. I went to coach college football, which was uh, like, that was all I did. That was my full-time job, coaching college football. I left there. I joined a startup, uh, private investment and management consulting business. I left there, started our business. Yep. Right? So like- Over the course of- 10 years. 12 years. Yeah. Right? And it's not only like those are like sequential, like they are sequential. They are like each journey, like each place I was, I was able to pull like what I liked. I was able to learn a lot. I was able to meet a lot of people. And then you met me. And then it was like, I'm moving on. I'm done there. And it wasn't like, oh, I want to be this. Let me start my path when I'm 22 to figure out how to be this. It was like me, for me, it was like a very short-term point of view, which a lot of people would say is terrible, is dumb, blah, blah, blah. It worked for me, so therefore I'm proud of it. Well, I think the best thing that she, this person just said is like you want to try so many things, and a lot of people just don't feel like that. Like A lot of, a lot of people don't care, yeah. and the fact that you have so many things you want to try is so awesome, and I feel like you need to not let other people tell you that like you need to pick something. Yeah, you want to try all these things. Start with one thing, yeah. right? Like start it. You might realize like, wow, this sucks more than I thought. Let me move on to the next thing I want to try. Or you might try two or three things and then you're like, holy crap, this is actually what I love and I want to do this the rest of my life. But I think the point is, is like what you're what you're doing, a lot of people don't do because you're literally, you're understanding that like light, you get one life and you get all these things you could try and most people just don't think about it that way. Like yeah. you can try something and maybe you kind of like it. You're like, oh, I want to try something else and you can live your life that way. Like if you're able to do yeah. that, you can do that. Yep. Well, this is what I, th- I think back to one of the questions earlier on the girl who her and her boyfriend or husband or whoever it was are making a lot of money, but their nine to five is miserable. What should they do? Like do what you want. Yeah. Try like else. for some people doing what you want means have a nine to five. Some people that means starting your own business. Some people that means not working. Some people that means like whatever, like doing what you want, I think will ultimately lead to the happiness that we're all seeking. Yeah. And at one, like 30 years from now, when you're like, oh, I tried that. Oh, I tried this. I tried, you tried all these things. And I think you'll be happier knowing like, you'll just be a happier person being no. like, I tried so many things in my life. I was able to experience so many different things. And I feel like 90 percent of the world is not at that level so i feel like it's an awesome perspective and mindset that you have yeah definitely yeah it's really cool i want to be like that yeah so all right well we hope you guys enjoyed this episode um this is always one of our most favorite episodes to record you guys had a lot of good questions good good comments written in so we appreciate that we love you and we'll see you next week see you next week bye